Welcome to Killer Women with your host, best-selling author, Danielle Girard. And now, Danielle's next killer woman. Hello, and welcome to Killer Women Podcast, a proud member of the Authors on the Air Global Network with more than 4 million listeners. I am your host, suspense author Danielle Girard, and my guest today is Amina Akhtar. Amina has earned a devoted fan following and wide critical acclaim for her darkly funny and wildly inventive novels. She is the former New York City fashion editor who satirized fashion industry in her debut, Fashion Victim. She has worked at Vogue, Elle, The New York Times, and New York Magazine, where she was the founding editor of the women's blog, Cut. She currently lives not too far away from the Sedona Vortexes, and Almost Surely Dead is her third novel. And I want to talk about her second novel, too, Kismet, which she moved uh, after she moved to Arizona and skewered the wellness culture. I love this. Welcome, Amina. Thank you. I love your podcast. So I'm really, really thrilled to be here. Well, I loved your book. Okay. So before I have so many questions and we already talked so much before, (laughs) so we're going to unpack it for everybody, but please tell our listeners about Almost Surely Dead. I don't have my elevator pitch for this and you think I would, but it's, it's about (laughs) women who, you know, the first chapter, she almost gets pushed in front of a subway train, which if you're a New Yorker, that's like a number one fear. Right. And her life just starts to spiral because she's like, oh my gosh, someone's trying to kill me. And somebody's still trying to kill her. And at the same time, you're kind of wondering, is she losing her mind because she might be haunted? And so she's, and she's dealing with like her mom had just died and she just got out of an engagement, you know, with the guy. so she's really at loose ends trying to pull her life together. Yeah. And then you start to realize not everything is at all what it seems in this book. No, it is not. And let's add that when people try to kill her and don't succeed, they die. They die. And Mm -hmm. she doesn't do any of the killing. She's literally just like, what just happened? Somebody just did what? They kill themselves. It's a very, yeah, it's a very- It's creepy. It's It's a very very creepy creepy. story. It's a very (laughs) creepy story. And It's it's spooky time in in January and February because that's how we do it. It's yeah. So Plus, did you see that I like? I was like, I'm gonna match this incredibly well, I got the gorgeous. Pink going. You do. You end up on the wall. You are set. Also, we were talking beforehand because I just got the final. I got. I got. This is our giveaway copy <gasps> for those people who are gonna participate in the giveaway. And we looked at the hardcover under the jacket, and there's just look at that fabulous. This is Dunya. Am I doing that right? Dunya. Dunya. No. Dunya. Yeah. Dun. Oh, yeah, do you? Okay. So the the <laughs> joke in the book is that the main yeah. characters, yeah, the main character's name is Dunya, and in Urdu and Arabic that means the world, but people call her Dunya, which means cilantro. So <laughs> the joke is that her name is cilantro all, all okay. throughout. Because I think that if you're if you're Pakistani or Indian, you have to like learn to laugh at, at the name situations that come up. You know, so, like right. It's such a for our phonetics, it's such a small difference to our yeah. you know our brains and then it's yeah so she it means the world and here she is Dunya, falling, falling because she's her mental health falls into weird places it totally um, does. And, and a lot of the book is based on i say it's based on true things 
Um, I say that with a caveat. I've not murdered anybody. <laughs> there was no subway thing for me. Um, but the so the main character is a sleepwalker, and I actually am, am, am still a sleepwalker. Um, so some of the things that she does, I've done. And then uh, her father tells her a lot of folklore from Pakistan, which is jinn. Um, and if you're yeah. not familiar with jinn, tell us, uh, you know, because you're not Pakistani or you're not Muslim, you know, it's it's because it's a, it's a very large concept yeah. in, in the Muslim world. Um, jinn is what you get when you're talking about genies, right? Um, that's where the word genie comes from. They are these beings that um, are neither good nor evil. Um, they're not angels. They're not devils. They're they're entirely different thing. Um, and in this book, we start to fall into this folklore and and try to figure out how does this this jinn story work and wrap itself into Dunya's life. Um, and those are stories that honestly my dad would tell me as a toddler. So I love that. Thanks, in the, dad. Thanks, dad. In, the, in what in the acknowledgement, you talk about how you watched The Exorcist as like a small child at four years old. So my dad. Okay, I love my dad. He's a little kooky. And his side of the family is Sufi. So he always was really more about the mystical stuff, you know. And so there I am. I have an older brother and older sister, you know, and we're all watching The Exorcist and I'm four. I don't know why that was a good idea. I don't know why my dad was like, let's do this. So I'm obviously terrified because toddler and my older brother is like, oh, it's a true story. Don't worry about it. And I'm like, oh. I'm sorry, what? So my uh -huh. biggest fear as a child was that my sister who I shared a room with would get possessed by the devil in the exorcist and I'd have to share a room with her Fair. because that to me sounds awful um and so apparently I started sleepwalking and she would wake up to me standing next to her bed watching her <laughs> um which honestly is the freakiest thing I think I've ever done and I was only four but my oh, father is like oh I know it's a true story honey but I know how to do an exorcism you'll be fine and I'm like oh so okay. so that's the background these. I love this. I mean, I'm terrified too. I feel like I saw Jaws when I was like eight or nine and I still like can't really swim in the ocean. So I told, but that's just a little different. Like I could avoid the ocean. You can't like avoid right. your sister. Um, Can you avoid demons? I don't know. And I like, I, like, honestly, first 10 years of my life, that was like my boogeyman. Like I was just terrified. I was like this movie. Oh my God. And now I can watch it. I can actually watch it out. It's not traumatizing, but oh, it's no. like, Man, Dad, what were you thinking, man? Yeah, like, no. what did your mom say when all this went down? Was she like, oh, she's just kind of she let him do a lot of these weird things and just mm -hmm. kind of went along with it because for her it was already also new to begin with because she moved to the U.S. in '72 when they got married, yeah, and had my brother like the whole her whole life was so brand new. You know what I yes. mean? so right. for her she was just like i guess this is normal for americans i don't know you know <laughs> right and i was like it, it wasn't normal mom well there yeah. um <laughs> I, I read this a book once called the golem and the Jinn. do you know that story uh-huh anyway, oh no but i've heard of it yes i can't remember who wrote it but it was fabulous and it was my first experience with the whole idea of a gin um mm -hmm. and and i absolutely love it so the funny thing about i mean so i think of a genie um as being kind of like a it's gonna grant you know like there's the wish granting part of it which you know i don't know how much of that actually goes back no um <laughs> the gym i do have stories of my so my my dad's great grandfather and he was alive so they were all like 18 when they had kids so my father yeah. was alive when he was alive he would 
Um, and keep in mind, people 100% believe in jinn. This isn't like yeah, the Easter Bunny and you grow out of it. You mentioned jinn to a Pakistani person and they're like, mm -hmm. yeah, no, they're real. I see them. Mm -hmm. They all have a jinn story. Everybody has a jinn story. So my father's great grandfather would, um, he was a religious spiritual man and he worked with jinn. He literally would have them in the house and he would be teaching them the ways of humans um, and I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. And then they apparently would bring him butter, you know, which, you know, look like 1930s Pakistan, that's great. You need yeah. your butter or India, yeah. it wasn't Pakistan, it was India. So like they would bring butter. There were these stories about how uh, I think my father's grandfather, one of them was arrested for murder and the jinn kept taking the handcuffs off him. Like they couldn't keep him. And he was just sitting there and handcuffs would come off. And he was just like, so Jin are just and like my dad would tell me stories how he would have there was one room in the house that the Jin lived in and you couldn't go in except he could go in so he kept all his toys in there because he was the only one who was allowed to hang out with them so i've always been like, like the Jin role like it's, yeah they're like yeah that, i mean the they Jin had a, that role nobody yeah. else had a role right right they, the, so the, the thinking is they have their own it, it's basically like the fae like fairies and there are people who believe that fae are jinn like all fae are jinn not all jinn are fairies that sort of thing so okay. it's like different worlds and these different yeah. beings you know that that every culture has um and and then you start to like uh, you know i had to put in a character zabir i love zabir i oh, have to put a character in who could explain it because yes. i didn't want it to be like here's your lesson in folklore but i wanted right. somebody who could put it in a way that made sense to people yeah. because it can be you know it's a whole new you know creature yeah. entity that you're talking talking about and if you didn't grow up with this it's like this is weird you know yeah well and it's it's not like a, you're not writing a fantasy book right like you said this is a real mm. thing people believe in this and having read oh, yeah. that other that one other book i know i sort of knew enough to be to be like yeah this is like real thing oh, so you, I you mean the talking that. the talking murderous ravens in my previous book <laughs> yeah exactly i, I mean, like to blur the lines i like to blur the lines you know and I, love I feel that. like I feel like, you know, if you're actually being haunted, you're not going to have, it's not going to be like a horror movie, right? It's going to be these little things that are happening and you're like, am I, am I going crazy? Did that really right. happen? Right. Versus chairs flying across the room, right? Right. I mean, if you're having chairs fly across, that's a whole different story. Yeah. You're, but like, you, you really need an exorcist at that yeah, point, for sure. But it's like, these are, there's these little things that'll happen so that you're going to, you're just going to guess and second guess yourself and question yourself. Like, am I seeing this? Have I yes. lost my mind? What's happening? So that's kind of how Dunya comes up is she's really just trying to hold on to what little bit of sanity yeah. she has at this point. Right. And she sees that black smoke. I mean, that's the cool thing too, is it's like, and you can imagine if you're almost pushed off a, you know, off a train or off a you know station into in front of a train that there mm -hmm. would be some sort of optical stuff that would happen to you. Yeah. You'd be a little bit wigged. So but I she think sees it. Yeah, yeah, then she it's subtle. It it's these little things, and then you start to learn about the jinn, and then you're like, "Oh God!" Um, right. And then there's the backstory of her. So I always show. Let's that talk I about her mom. Yeah, her mama. I write. Um, I, I. This is my so so. As as a Pakistani growing up here, we call ourselves the ABCDs, right? American born confused Desi. Um, and I think every yeah. Asian and immigrant group yeah. has their name for themselves. But it's because you know you you grow up and you're you're in two different worlds, right? You're yeah. in your mom, your your family's house, and then you're in you know the broader culture, and you can definitely feel like, oh, where do I go? And we learned that Dimi in the in the very beginning has um, estranged herself. 
from not just her family but also her culture like she's yeah. just you know she's a bad desi and i and i love my bad desis because i'm a i'm a terrible one right like i'm always like dad say that word again how do i yeah. say that okay you know <laughs> He, but he she, makes but she's that. not even like it's like she was estranged right she kind of got she pushed was if she got pushed out and then yeah. she just never came back yeah. I she got pushed out as a child yeah because we learned that her father died when she was little and she happened yeah. to have been present and i'm yeah. not going to give anything away but her no. family blamed her for for the mm -hmm. death and so the entire time you're thinking, well, what a crazy mother would blame their own child for this. And how could she do that? And then as you're reading, you're kind of like, oh, wait a minute. Wait, maybe, maybe the mom knew stuff that this girl didn't realize. So right. she has to, at some point, as she's grieving, you know, she's kind of learning who her mom really is. Yeah. And learning um, how her mom really saw her. And it's different from what she thought you know she always thought her mom right. hated her you know right. this and so then you're kind of like oh oh wow it's kind of one of those moments where I feel like if you're lucky enough to have good parents obviously this is caveat not everybody yeah. has wonderful parents um you hit a moment when you're an adult where you're like oh god they were right about xyz <laughs> you know? I know it's like I know. and you right. want to be like oh god I want them to be not right and they were right and you're like all right all right so it's like kind of toying with that a little bit like maybe she will come to a moment to realize her mother was right or maybe it was, yeah. she wasn't I'm not giving anything away no and the other thing about it is I think it's so you know there is also a point that when you look at your parents and realize they're sort of very human right because there's this very we human grow, we grow up and think you know they know it they know everything or you know not for us or we argue with them but there's this point where we realize that they're kind of as they're doing it the best they can with the tools they hey guys, have let's keep in mind that our parents were like our age right and yes i have they, no idea what i'm doing and exactly. like they had three kids while they were no idea what yeah doing, you know so, so to me it's like we have to remember everybody's human yeah uh, and trying to do the best they can and right. and so you know learning to offer grace and that's one of the things i think as as yeah. like kids of immigrants I think that we have to learn also is our parents were doing the best they could you know yeah, like nobody think about that in, right. in the six yeah in the 60s it was the first time Pakistanis and Indians really got visas to come to the U.S. so me and my brother and my sister were some of the first generation kids mm -hmm. um and it was different and I think it's so much different from kids you know, who are like Gen Z or even millennials um I'm Gen X I'm a little old like there's a, there's a difference in how we were raised versus them because we didn't yeah. have internet we yeah. didn't you know every time we would move my mother would for real open up the, the white pages book and go through and find every desi name and call them up because oh. how there was no other way to meet people yeah and I love if that. you didn't fit in to the image that they wanted of you of the community yeah. you, you were an outcast and you know, there I was in the 90s with a shaved head, wearing combat boots, you know, being super goth. And all the aunties were like, what is this child doing? Right. So, and th and think yeah. about with, with you know, uh, Dunya's mom, she was, you know, she was also like alone. Her husband had alone. died. And, you know, she has she two was, kids. She has two kids. Yeah. And her whole family support system is in Pakistan. Right? Yeah. And there's, yeah. And there was no real society uh, community help because mm. everybody didn't want dunya around right and so you know you have, you start to realize oh her mom really tried like you know i feel bad for her yes 
Um, well, okay, I so want to talk about her relationship with Kendra too. Ah, Sorry, I Kendra. Mean to, yeah. So Kendra's. So Kendra's the best friend. Kendra's mm -hmm. her bestie. They met in pharmacy school. Um, my sister's a pharmacist, so I felt like let me let me make a character who's not a writer or something. You know, like right. There's a whole bunch of careers out there. Let's try it. I so, love it. Um, <laughs> Kendra took her farm her PhD in pharmacology and went into um creating a beauty line. For, I know, which I love because that's kind of also your shit. You you were like twisting all these yeah, things. Yeah, I love using beauty. your background. I am yeah. a I'm a beauty junkie. I am a beauty Me junkie. Too. Um I I it's the it's like the leftovers from the fashion world, you know? Like you might not fit into those clothes and I can't wear stilettos anymore, but right. I will have my beauty products. Me okay? too. I um, love so yeah. Kendra's doing all this cool stuff. She's got her own beauty line. And Dunya basically works at Walgreens, you know, yeah. <laughs> or like yeah. a York version of Walgreens, Dunya. Yeah. And Dwayne her day is right. just, yeah, and her day is just people yelling at her, you know, right. because people are always yelling at the poor pharmacist. I feel I so know. bad for them. I know. Um, and so her day is just like, she hates her life. Like, there's just nothing about her life that she's happy with. Her mom died. She doesn't know how to feel. Her, her, her ex broke up. She didn't know how to feel about that. She's just this mess, right? Right. And Kendra is the exact opposite. Kendra knows mm -hmm. exactly what she wants. She's pulled together. She is, you know, they're just two peas in a pod. And, you know, Kendra has done a lot of things for Dunya in the past, like helped her out as a, as a solid friend. And so when she asked Dunya to come meet an investor in her company, she says yes, because who wouldn't help out their best of friend? Of course, of course. And the best friend, sorry, my glasses keep falling. Um, The woman that they meet ends up being Liz Small, who is... Um, I was telling Danielle is the antithesis of the author Liz Little. Liz Little's a good friend of mine. I love her, and I was like, Liz, I want to put you in this book, but I want to have to like make it the opposite of you because she's so, like a big personality and super. Yeah, like, I mean, and Liz is not like that. And Liz is super chill. And she's she thought it was hilarious, but yes. I always like to ask people, I'm like, can I borrow of your course. name or like, yeah. you know, you're like, oh. yes. Like in the last book, Star is uh, my my sister in law's name. So I was like, oh. can I can I borrow that? Is that okay? It's not gonna be yeah. you. I just and you and you don't know. I like the name, um, right? Yeah, it's like sometimes the name just kicks into my head, and that that's that's that. I can't get rid totally. of that. You know. Um, so Liz is just, you know, one of those very wealthy white women in New York who've never been told no, who have trust funds, you know, who, you know, rule the beauty and fashion industries. And, right. You know, Dunya's never met anyone quite like her. And yeah. having someone like that be interested in you and yeah. wanting to talk to you, it's intoxicating. You know, and Kendra's so busy, right? Kendra's so busy. Kendra bless and, her heart. And yeah. Dunya, it, it can't work after some event, you know, a specific event when you have to read the many, book. One of the many, many attempts on her life because exactly. it just doesn't stop. Somebody just really, really wants this poor girl dead. Doesn't and stop. So at some point, she has to stop working. Um, and all it's just, it's a mess. She's a mess, guys. She's a mess. Like, Everyone but, has been there. Everyone has been a mess, but totally. gosh, she's a mess. She's a mess. Yeah. But I, isn't that funny? Because I, I love how she's like, now I'm getting my shit together. And then it's like, nope, nope, you're not. Not today. <laughs> you know, it's just like mm, the rug is like, like, like just kidding. Yeah. yeah she tries. Exactly. She tries. She's trying so hard to, to get back on, you know, and, and do things. And mm, God, okay, there's one. There's this, I really put my characters through it. 
I know. Well, that's, I mean, that's, I love that. I, unfortunately, I mean, I, it makes you happy that, like, I read a book like this and I'm like, oh my God, I love this. And I'm also like, hey, you know, my life isn't so crazy. <laughs> I feel a little better. I'm like, this is, this is, you know, my life is a, can be a little you bit. You guys are not show. being haunted. Take that's right. That as, as your daily pep talk, right? I, I know, exactly. If you look in the morning and say, no gin for me. Thank you yeah. very much. And we don't mean the alcohol. Okay. So this is this quote I love. Um, She's talking actually to, this is when she's at dinner with Kendra and Liz. Um, and, Liz. and she's like, um, she said uh, when she was attacked, she said, it feels like yesterday and forever ago at the same time. I laughed. That's a trauma response, the, the time thing. It happens to all of us. Us, before I could ask what she meant, she was peppering me with questions. She wasn't aggressive, not exactly. She was American, a white American. They were allowed to be loud, boisterous, and, no and nosy. Those were all the things my mother never let me be. Even though she wanted me to assimilate, I had to be quiet, do what I was told, and never cause a scene. Liz was the type of person you described as a force. So I love that because it's so true. First of all, Americans mm -hmm. in general, we're just like, you know, loud and all yeah. out there. You can, you can spot us anywhere. But I want to talk about this white woman thing. So it's like, yes, like, because that is like, that is another thing that, you know, if you're a white woman, you don't really appreciate about like being on the other side of it. So what are the that like other cultures might not yes, be able to behave the same way? Yeah. Like, I, I, we appreciate. Tell we us about that. We were always, you know, there, there's, there's, I think a couple different things to it. First, definitely raised to um, keep your mouth shut. Don't rock the boat. Oh my God. I, and, and like, I was, I've always been, literally, you, you could talk to my father. I've been like this since the day I was born, you know, a boat rocker. And, yeah. And my mom was like, my dad told me once there was some woman at the store and I was a toddler and I just, she said something and I was just like, you're a bitch, you know? And I was like three, you know? <gasps> and my dad was just going, this child is going to get her butt kicked one day. Like, oh my God, because I had no filter. I was like, oh, I don't like this, mm -mm -mm. you know? And my parents had never, um, encountered I think someone like me before and then all of a sudden I'm born and they're like what do we do with her because you're supposed to be obedient and listen to your parents and do what they want and I was like mm, 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 no thank you you know <laughs> that's not me right and it was a learning experience for all of us so I think that's definitely part of it that's definitely part of the culture you know like you don't you're not allowed to complain too much you're not allowed to say, oh, I don't like, you know, the way my auntie talked to me. Like, nope, keep it to yourself because mm -hmm. that's just the way that they are. And that's that. And I think the other bit part is um, other people's expectations of us. Like, I used to have a boss who was British and male, and he would get so annoyed if he heard me laughing or just talking to a coworker because he wanted me to be very docile and very quiet. And I was like, well, you hired me like wrong like that was the wrong person to hire I don't know what to tell you huh. but it's I've definitely come across it before where there is you know a certain stereotype where they want and I, I and I think in the U.S. Eastern Asians definitely have uh dealt with this a lot more um but I think also when you're with us it's like the, the British tend to maybe think feel this way sometimes but in my experience where they're just like oh they ex this very easygoing docile woman who's going to wait on you you know and it's like that's really not going to happen thank you yeah. <laughs> no uh yeah you hired the wrong lady for that job yeah I can imagine it's like, yeah. it's like all the worst rules about for women but like on steroids 
Mm -hmm. right? So now you're, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you're women and you're, you know, East Asian. So it's like you're supposed, or, um, South, I'm South Asian, but yeah. South Asian. So you're supposed it's a to very be like, continent. <laughs> yeah. I know, I know. I'm like, where is, yeah. But it's like, um, then you're supposed to be all of those things. Here, and that's like impossible. Next to India. Here's India. Because, you know, they were one big country at some point. I was going to say, they, when, when did they stop being one big country? Ninth, 1947, okay. uh, partition happened. And it's wild because both my parents were alive. Um, so they were both, both Indian. And they're both living in what is now India. And my father, they, we call it the partition generation. They don't talk about what happened. Like you saw, Ms., I don't know if you watched Ms. Marvel where they were showing the trains. Mm -hmm. And be, so it was very much like that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, both my parents had to just get on train, but my father was like 13 and he remembers, I, I get him to tell a little bit, you know, cause I'm like, I, I, I want to know. I want to right. know what's going, what happened. I want to know our history. Um, and it's a challenge because they don't want to remember it. Yeah, it was hard. I'm sure it's they, horrible. It was. He was 13, and and he his teacher was like, "There are men coming to kill you. You have to go." Ugh. And he had to go, and he was a 13 year old. Um, he they saw things on both sides of what people were doing to children and and killing them, and the, and it was mm. just it was literally a very horrific experience. Um, you know, for for Pakistanis and Indians, and mm. I think that is definitely something that I hope we we as writers and like the the descendants of of the partition generation definitely explore a bit more because i don't think people know that this happened and it was really really recent you know and it's yeah. Like, yeah yeah no that so they basically had to they had to be moved to they were moved they went to the place that was then moved designated so all muslims yeah. had to go here and all hindus had to go here God. and like you're talking about places that each you know culture was living in for centuries so yeah. it was very traumatic um you know i think hundreds of thousands of people died it was just oh. a horrible horrible thing yeah um and honestly i cannot get my dad to talk about it and so and, and there's a couple new books out that have a partition in it that i'm starting to read but it's also it's really intense like you're reading it and you're like or like well watch the movie gandhi you know my dad yeah. watch it when it's on and he was there for some of it which i'm yeah it floors it, me because it seems like ancient history, but you know, this is my father, you know, like he was right. literally like, Oh yeah, I saw Gandhi that day. And I'm like, Oh my oh, gosh. Right. What? <laughs> well, and also it's like, it has to be really hard because it's basically happening again, right? The yeah. same sort of thing is happening when in Gaza and Israel. And that has to be super, and, but also in India again, like they are making Muslims second class. Oh, basically. right. Yeah. There's a whole nationalism in any culture, you know, whatever culture it is, is never good, especially for, no. you know, the, the minorities. Yeah. Um, so it's happening again. And it's, it's just like one of those things where you just, you have to let it play out, I guess, but yeah. we, we've been there before and we've seen it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I might be in my next, my next book that I, I've started working on mm. is diving into uh, the wedding culture because we love our weddings. Oh my, oh my goodness. Gosh. Yeah. That's so <laughs> But fun. I might have a couple, I might have a couple elders who are partition generation to see if I can work a little bit in. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's wild. It's, enti it's entirely wild when you're like, oh no, my parents are born in India, but you know, we can't go back there. So it's fine. <laughs> That, and, you know, and that's, I mean, here, obviously, our, well, our history is so, the history we're taught in America is so yeah. narrow. 
and so skewed and so so like you know weird these are things i didn't even know until i was an adult i mean i know but that's like you know i don't know i mean i love the idea that people that that infuse their their you know their fun stories like books we want to read anyway with things that you just had no idea because I yeah. think that's and I the think way that there's we a learn. way to do it without lecturing people. Yes. Because yes. sometimes there's books that are like, oh, I feel like I'm in school. Whereas yes. I want to make it fun. I want people to be curious about our culture. Yes. You know, like my mom was one of those people who was like, if if somebody wants to come over and wear my clothes, that's awesome. Let's do it. Oh, you yes. want to learn how to cook? Come over. Yes. Like she. Oh my god. Saw it I'm gonna. You need to compliment. have a party. I want to. I want to come. I want to come, come over. over I can cook. I'm, I can cook. I'm, so the part of the culture I'm really into cooking. I can do. Yes. So once I moved back in with my father, so I moved in with him about seven years ago because you know he's he's 91 now, oh and my, my mom gosh, had passed wow. away, and it was just kind I'm of sorry. like you, you need some help at 91. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, or just somebody else to be there to make make sure you turn the stove off. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I I and I got to once the pandemic started, I was like, what can I do to keep spirits up and i basically went through every pakistani dessert which is like indian food basically very similar um like gulab jamans and here and i literally Mm. made every single one from scratch because i was like let's have some fun with this you know let's let's go wild Um, i love that i keep him fed i keep him very well fed at this point because well, it sounds like you guys have an amazing relationship. I mean, that is such a gift, right? That you get yeah. to be there. I want to and... write a sitcom. I want to write a sitcom about it because I think it would be really funny. As our, we're all aging, we're all having to take care of our parents. Yes. And it is always a very odd couple moment, you know, yes. because the parent you knew as a teenager and the parent you knew now, they're different. They're different people. Of they course. Grow. They've changed. Um I just think it would be really, really funny to have a sitcom. Of oh, like, it would be you know, so funny. Traditional father, and then their tattooed, weird child from New York rolls in and like, what's up, I, buddy? I'm hanging out I, with you now. <laughs> I love that idea. It seems like that's a thing to talk to Mindy about. It seems like Mindy would be all over that. Hey, Mindy, I have an idea. Yeah, speaking exactly. Mindy, yeah, speaking this is of a Mindy. Mindy. This is okay. a Mindy's book studio. I, I know. I love that. So look at that beautiful little... Yeah. So tell us about that experience because oh, that's got to have been just like I a just, total I love dream. Mindy. You know, yeah. here, and, and maybe it's because I come from the fashion world where stuff like this doesn't happen, right? There's no holding the door open for people behind you. You climb yeah. up that ladder, you kick it over, right? <laughs> and Mindy is the opposite of that. She's, you know, she's lifting up authors of color that she, you know, wants to have more exposure for them. She's yeah. using her fame for good. And I'm like, that's remarkable to me because totally, who does that? Like so few people would do that. And I right. think that's a good example for others to follow. Oh, you know? like, I agree. I, yeah help help each other out and i think and book world is way better about that mm-hmm. than fashion was yeah um book world's been like you know the kindest most supportive place ever and people are like but don't you think i'm like listen i come from bad place yeah yeah right <laughs> here the ring. so so i'm already like oh i love book world and then mindy is like oh she likes this book and i was like what she doesn't like the it. Book, she like, the book with the, the gin and this the weird book. Loves it. Where does she tell us like how much she loves it? Oh, Here, there was she, an introduction. Yeah, yeah she wrote a she's beautiful like, introduction. She is literally like, it's a twisty psychological thriller with themes from the Desi culture that brings a whole other dimension 
to the story. She's like, I was up all night. I know I read this somewhere. Oh, I was up all night tearing through the pages as Dunia's life and story came together, leading to an explosive conclusion. I have never read anything quite like this, and I'm so excited to publish it as part of Mindy's book studio. I can, I have shivers. I love that. I know. I, thought, I know. So... And do you know how long I've had to sit on like that introduction? I was like, guys, oh. I want you to know what she wrote about I, this book. <laughs> I'm so excited. And I, I know the secret. Right? It's always, it's that's book world is full of secrets like that but no she's i just i think it's incredible what she's doing um i yeah. guess there are other there's there are book clubs out there what have you yeah. but so few are focusing on authors of color you know yes. like i love seeing like sonali dev and lauren thompson getting yeah attention and getting you know getting their books out there because they're brilliant authors yeah so to see that happen it's like and then to be part of it it's like oh they like me you're in the club well and also i think it's, it's so fun to read about i love i mean this is one of the reasons i i yeah. say you know i read so much is it's just an opportunity to walk in somebody else it's like you know the man yeah. who lives you know the man a man lives a, a life a reader lives a thousand lives and i think that is so yes. true you just get yes. a chance to see things from different perspectives and i think it's like you talk about our crazy nationalist, talk about nationalist culture craziness, yes. right? We're in America. And it's yeah. like, the, uh, the you know, we're as fucked up as, you know, anyway. Everyone. But it's, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's horrible. I'm not one of those people who thinks that America is the be all end all. I love that I, I grew up here, but I will say that reading, the moment we're having right now in publishing especially in thrillers we are getting more different cultures involved yeah. right we're getting we're getting yeah. latina cultures we're getting more black culture we're getting all kinds of asian culture and it's amazing because there's so much more happening within our borders of people's lives you know yes. and i just i love reading as many different authors as i possibly can for that reason yeah. because it's like oh i'll see it a different way or there will yes. be an experience that i had never ever you know considered it being a, a you know an issue or a big deal and you're reading it and you're like oh okay, right yeah cool yeah because so of course me, you I just, just yeah sorry yeah you only see it and also you see maybe, it from your limited maybe perspective. it's also age you know like yes. we grew up with just books like what did you do for fun we read books yeah right. you know like i right. was the biggest nerd i spent every day I didn't go any I, I I was not allowed to go to parties in high school so I literally every yeah. day would be home reading a book like I had yeah. no I had zero life um books to me were Just, and have been everything right, so you right. know that I could contribute that to somebody else and maybe yeah. they'll see themselves in this book or they'll learn about a cult part of a culture they didn't know yes. about to me is amazing like that is just such a thrill and, and I just making it happen. So. Yeah, Mindy is, I mean, that is amazing. And I love that, I love that she's, you know, that she's giving exposure to this kind of book and your book and books, you know, from other, like you said, people of color. And I'll be honest, and I wrote this book and I was like, no one's going to read this. This is uh, such a weird book. People are going to be like, what the heck is wrong with Amina? And so when Mindy was like, she liked no. it, I was like, really? But that's because there's some, like, we're a little crazy, <laughs> all of us. You're just crazy in your yes. own way, which I love because we I, are, I did. Yeah. I felt yeah. like I now I'm like I want to. I'm like going to find myself down the gin rabbit hole because I read that one other book. I love the idea of it. I also love the idea that there's something else out there. I mean, you know, I don't know how yeah. what I think about well, all of it, but I just, I, I became a believer because yeah. I had some 
wild experiences some of them mm-hmm. which made it into this book um okay. i set all my new york characters in, in my one old apartment which was on 89th and first it was this mm-hmm. great high rise which they ruined by turning into condos um but it was a great apartment and so i set Ginny in there as well but for me when i'm living in this apartment and i i had beanie and you could see little little beanie's head up there oh yeah <laughs> so it's my... she's snoozing next to me right now oh because good um so we were hanging out in my apartment and like there was something in there you know like I started noticing Beanie's reaction to staring at the wall so I thought there was a bug in here so I'm looking around and then every night I started sleepwalking and like listen I sleepwalk once a month maybe twice it's it's not like I do it a nightly thing you know um Beanie might disagree but I I, I don't think I do it every night I you was don't doing have a camera night. and I was doing the camera I've thought about it, but did, you know, did you ever watch Paranormal Activity? That first one where she's standing mm-hmm. next to the bed that uh, freaked me out uh. because I did that to my sister, and so yeah. I was like, I don't, I don't want, I don't, you I don't, don't want to see know. myself. Yeah, you don't. What want if to I look? What if I look at the camera and I'm smiling all deranged? That would freak me out. I can't do it. I'm sorry. I can't. I don't. I don't. I, I just feel like that's gonna happen. But because I'm in this apartment, I was doing what Dunya did, where she's sleepwalking and she feels like there's something in her house that shouldn't be yeah. there, right. She's yeah. in her apartment, and she that was literally me every single night, and I couldn't figure it out. And so I go to work, and I was working at some crappy fashion site, and this guy calls me. Now, hash people always have a tarot reader, an astrologer, a psychic, and dinner with you i don't know why okay it is just a very fashiony thing to do so at six months prior he'd come to dinner with me and a publicist and a designer like whatever it was just like a group dinner and he was this cool guy you know no big deal he calls me up out of the blue after six months and says as this is all happening and i'm you know wondering if i have a closet monster and he's like listen my spirit guides are telling me i need to get into your apartment and i just dropped my phone i was like I, I what what and so the, and i'm like this is a scam he's he didn't want any money he just really is like i something's wrong with your apartment i have to get in there and i was like please come in come come in come in yeah what do you need to do i don't oh my god what did um, he and do? he did all these weird things uh-huh. i can't even explain it because he it's like he would do energetic feng shui and even witnessing it, I still, to this day, cannot explain to you what he did. He's doing all these things and movement and praying. And he would use your own body to answer questions. Like It's like some kind of kinesiology where your arm can't bend if you're if you're telling the truth or, or something, right? So he's mm-hmm. using my arm asking questions and I'm just- Yeah, the here. muscle, the muscle response. Yeah. yeah. He oh my God. figured out. And so the night before he came in, and I think I put it in the book. I can't actually remember because I get book amnesia. <laughs> I had a dream that if I went into my bathroom and I took a picture in the dark with a flash on in the mirror, I would see what was haunting me. Oh, that's I didn't not do in it. the book. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, did. I didn't uh-uh. do it because I don't want to die. That's when right? you die in a horror movie, right? So I was like, right. mm, I'm not doing it's that. It's like the Bloody Mary he, thing. No yeah, way. Yeah, like, no, I don't, I don't want to die. Come on, guys. No, no. So I've seen enough horror movies to know better. He comes and he's like, it's coming through your bathroom. And I was like, it was attached yeah. to somebody else. He did something and it was just like all of a sudden it felt like this heaviness has gone from my apartment. And I'm like, well, that's yeah. Because I'm still like skeptical, right? So I wanted to be like, okay. He starts saying, oh, by the way, there's a message from your dead mother in here. And I'm like, mm, okay, what, what what does mom have to say? So he's going through my bookshelf. Now, Danielle, I need you to see how I organize my books. Yeah. I don't. Do you see this mess? <laughs> 
like yeah. I'm not I'm not an organized person. I'm 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 it's creative chaos here, right? He finds and it's using my arm, asking questions, finds the right shelf, finds the book. It's some book by Camus from that I had for 25 years or whatever, you know, read university, didn't read it again. And he finds the page and he looks at me and he's like, I'm really sorry, but she wants you to know this. And I was like, okay. And the line, and it stuck with me because it was so wild. It said, yes, it would be a pleasure to see my mother again. And that was the entire line. And I was just like, what just happened? I can't believe, happened? right. How did he find that? So, I mean, it's just like, he, that has to yeah, be. There, There's no way. There was, I, I could not logically come up with an ex explanation for that. There was no way. There was no way. So no. that was a, that was a changing moment for me, and that's sort of how the Dunya book started. So I wanted yeah. to do something about sleepwalking because it was such a weird, sinister feeling those yeah. th th those few weeks. Yeah. Um. So I put a little bit of that. In there. I didn't want to have a psychic in there because you know I Kismet had a lot of psychic stuff. Yes. So I kind yes. of wanted to distance to thought the same book over and over. But that was how that was my true story that this came from. I love um, that. And I, I mean, I do, I'm like, so woo woo. The older I get, okay. the more woo woo I get. It's crystals, it's tarot, it's, it's smudging. Oh, it's, I same. love it. I love it so much, but I love, you know, what? I feel like the older we get, the, uh, the more fun we have with being weird. Totally. <laughs> just what else are we doing? Why not? <laughs> Listen, if a pretty, if a pretty rock makes you happy, it's done its job so happy makes me so happy totally yeah well I love that and I love I mean the idea that the guy could come and find the book find the page and that it was about even about that it had the word mother and then it was like I would I love know. to see my mother she's like yes you would you would love to see me again I love yeah that. she's like yeah girl <laughs> you're missing me yeah oh my god that's amazing I mean it I'm was like, this it, was, so... it was so so that was one of those moments when I'm like maybe I'm a believer now you know and it, so I became a little bit more, I'm trying to like put the doubt away. Like obviously yeah. grain of salt with everything, but there are times when I'm like, huh, maybe that's that true. actually happened. It's maybe really that's hard Jen's stories are true. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to explain otherwise. Right. And also like, what does yeah. the doubt really do? It's not like we're going to, we're not, if they say to you, sell everything you own and give me the money, then I think we have to be like, okay, that's not practical. But if they're, yes, you know, if they're that's if, scammy. If these gifts use are coming discernment. to us, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, but use discernment, you know, don't give your money to anybody, but you know, if you want to dabble and learn about other cultures or entities or tarot or what, I love it. Don't be afraid of it. You know, like I, I, I think that there's a lot of unlearning we have to do. Yeah. Um, right. And learn in so many ways, like in our forties, I feel like we need to unlearn, um, all this stuff we, we did to hide who we were our weirdness yeah and I feel like in course. our 40s it's like I'm not hiding it anymore this is me who cares right exactly um, so there's a lot of unlearning things like oh that's too weird I don't that's that no no right no, because I want to get into it when we Why were not? young we was like you didn't want to be weird and now I'm like yeah no. I don't I want to kind of be weird because I don't what else is there if you're not weird, now I'm like right? bring me a caftan and a turban I'm gonna be as weird <laughs> as humanly possible like I don't even I love like, it. I literally uh, post Victor's like this on my I dog. Love like that. I have no, I, know. I, I, I enjoy being, and, and that's also one of the funny things to me is I'm getting a lot of, um, you know, Pakistani and Indian and readers who yes. are like, wow, I feel really seen. And I think that's 
But... That's amazing. But two, yeah. it's also like I always felt like the black sheep. So it's really refreshing to now all of a sudden, while continuing to be my weird self, right? I had this acceptance well, that I don't think I had as a child. And it I was mean, like, I wow, think this is cool. we don't have a lot. There hasn't been. I mean, there's a lot. There's been a fair number of like you know Eastern Asian authors. I feel like that yeah. we've grown up with. You know, like Amy Tan or. But I feel oh, like yeah. in terms of South. Asia, there's not been a lot that I have personally grown no. up. With. I mean, there's Jim really? Lahiri. I mean, like the yes, namesake. And I love her, of course. Yeah. The namesake, I swear to God, that was another. I there or I watch know. it. I, it was mm. one of those call your mom and apologize for yeah. being a terrible American child. Um, and you know, book. for a long time, I was like, well, she already told the story I wanted to tell, which is like yeah. the disconnect of growing up here. But then I was like, I could do it in different ways. You know, and there are, that's the thing. everyone's story. It's how you tell it, right? Exactly. You can tell your own Jen story. You can tell your own namesake story. Yeah. And it's, it's in, in the way you execute the story. And um, hopefully there's going to be a lot more of us, you know, because, I know. Well, I mean, you know, that's the beauty of everything. It's so, I mean, seriously, this is so fun. And this is, a, this is available right now when you're listening to this podcast, it's available and you want the gorgeous hardcover version in my yes. personal opinion, because you want yes. this. And I'm going to be jealous. I'm going to get my own copy of this because I love Dunya following. I can mail you one. Yeah. Oh, no, don't you dare. Yeah. Don't you dare. I, 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 I just, I, you know, and now I'm going to take off every cover of every book because I didn't even know that was on there until the wonderful Megan Collins, that author, posted it I online. And her. I was like, what are you talking about? Yes. Like, Have you, did you not even look? I was like, but that's an Amazon no? thing. Like, I don't think a yeah. lot of books... I don't think do a lot that. of publishers do that. I think it's yeah. an incredible thing. I know Lee Goldberg always um covers his to show the fabulous yeah. under under. Well, part, Lee knows what he's doing. He's not Lee, winging it like me. Whereas Lee, I'm like, I have a book. Like, ah, it's you know? a beautiful book. Now tell us quickly <laughs> what you. I know you're working on something else. What can, I'm working on something else. I just I have to give you guys a, a little caveat. I have long COVID right now, so <gasps> oh, my writing gosh. is very slow. Oh, um, I'm I, I'm, so I'm, I'm going to, I'm able to do like 500 words, you know, and then stop yeah. taking a nap, you know, so yeah. we're getting there. It's just, it's going to take me a little while. Um, so if you see me out in public, I will be masked because you don't yeah. want to get this guys. And it's been a nightmare. Um, I'm so, so I'm very slow, but the next book is going to take on the, we know that show, the matchmaker on Netflix, which was the Indian yeah. matchmaker and everything, yeah. basically that, but, but murder. <laughs> I thought, wouldn't Which, it be great if, you know, somebody was murdering the eligible men? Oh my and God. It starts going into different women's relationship with, with, with weddings. Because weddings, like, honestly, it's been shoved down my throat since I was like five. You have to get married. You have to do this. The reason my yeah. mom taught me to cook when I was a child is because that's how she got married to my dad. Is he, he ate her food and he was in love. Right, right. So it's getting married was always the goal for my mom for me. I'm 46. I never got married. Like I'm yeah. such, I am, I'm such a bad daughter. Yeah, the rebel, like, ah, the rebel. I, know. I, I just don't want to live with people. Um, I, yeah. So I really want to go and go into marriage um, and have different women's perspectives um, on whether marrying into the culture or dealing with their mother-in-law or not marrying or marrying, you know, somebody who's white or, you know, yeah. so I, it's going to really kind of explore that. But at the same time, there will be a lot of murder. Because that's there'll be a lot of murder. Well, plus the fact if you're if you're new to Amina, you've got some other books to read before you gotta before we we will wait patiently while you get better and five hundred catch up yeah catch up and I will do it cut up I will will get it done you guys I'm just slow 
like after this i'm taking a nap because just talking makes me have to like yeah i'm so sorry that you know you i have to say you don't seem like you're you seem super super high energy so way to fake it till you Um, make it i guess (laughs) (laughs) i'm literally gonna pass out right after this so it's great (laughs) okay well we're gonna let amina take a nap in the meantime go uh get your copy of almost surely dead it's so fun um and i do love the way you braid it's not fantasy but there's like some surrealism with uh, i i I, I wanted to make it realistic enough that okay you know these things could happen but also weird enough that you're like oh my god what (laughs) it's basically like i like to elicit reactions from people but in 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 fun ways not like shocking so yes yeah. It's so fun. Well, it's such a fun read. And I did like Mindy. I just gobbled it up and flipping the pages and love it. Love it. Thank love you. It. So, um, I love it. I love hearing that. So thank you for joining us. And I wore my matching sweater because thank also you. the cover is gorgeous. I can't like look at it enough. Yes. So um, I, I, I only wear black. So I have my pink back here. Um, yes, you do. And up in your <laughs> wall, there's some pink and yeah, yeah you're, yes. but I, oh, you know, I, my little niece, my little niece painted that. So I, I love had, that. I had on my wall. I love yeah, that. I, I represent yeah. the, the kids. Yeah, you do. Good for you. Well, that's right. You, I, I, you... I, I'm, be, I'm becoming that eccentric auntie now who, you know, is like, children, come to me. <laughs> you know, I mean, your siblings are lucky. I have to say, like, that's the best gift you can have is an aunt, you know, yeah. an auntie with no children. So, well, except when I'm mad at that, my, I'm at my sibling, and then I can send really loud toys that, you know, <laughs> well, then nuts, they might make do. those, they might make those disappear. If that's what we do. Yes, we just, they might, they, they might vanish. Yeah. They vanish. The battery's I don't know broken. I don't know what happened. I can't get it open. It's, it's broken. That's okay. <laughs> don't worry about that. All right. With a hammer. All right. Exactly. Thank you. And you fell so off much. the roof. Everybody, thank you yeah. for joining. I have the best time talking to Amina. Thank hey, you for joining us, Amina. Thank you. Almost surely dead. Out now. And this is Killer Women. We'll see you next time. Bye.